The following program has taboo and controversial comedy and intended for dark satirical humor. The opinions expressed by Aaron Anthony VII are from a fictional character's point of view and does not represent the crew of the Dark Diaries of Aaron Anthony VII and its affiliates. Parental discretion advised. In the faraway unknown world of dark comedy fantasy narrative podcasts, one incredibly divine dictator king rules supreme. These are the Dark Diaries of Aaron Anthony VII. Join us as we delve into the mind of the cruelest dictator king in all of dark comedy fantasy narrative podcasts. Be forewarned, these tales often take things a bit too far. On pretty much everything. If you get offended easily, you certainly will by this show. And now, enjoy the sinister tales of Aaron Anthony VII, ruler of all. Spottober 19, 1997. Dear Diary, I have a bottom of the pile clothes or garments, if you will, and a top-of-the-pile clothes. The top-of-the-pile is the pile I wear the most and get put back on the top-of-the-pile when I do the laundry. And when I say I, I mean some slave I don't pay. I bet that won't change. Or maybe Missy Pissy does it. I don't know who does it, really. Even when I am traveling, someone does it. I make sure to wear my robe as much as I can because it is awesome. No, Missy Pissy does not do the laundry. She is under a demon trance. She only takes care of the demon baby. Also, my wardrobe is back in central Aeronopolis City, the bitchingest town in all of the land. I am thinking of using that word a lot. Bitchin'. 39 said, thanks, I hate it. But she is not with me right now. Manic Drunk 17 is with me right now. As is, my traveling wardrobe is on being with me in the current state of traveling. For I was traveling for some time. When the Western Tectonic Plate called the Ferrancianeath plate collided with the tectonic plate called the Bernotomical plate, it thrusted the spot patch mountains high in the sky, so high that rain does not pass over it, so it is dry as a bone someplace else. Maybe. I do not know. Do not trust maps. Do not trust anyone, really. On the other side of the mountain, it is really chilly. Trust me. Seventeen said, Bones aren't dry, they are covered in blood. Two of which I reply to of sorts, I know that, Seventeen. Sturvener, tell her I know that. And he said, His benevolence, Aaron Anthony VII, ruler of all, is well-versed in anatomy, Your Grace. The traveling wardrobe is only one of many, 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 many wardrobes in which I am of ownership of at the current and present time of the story in which I am the main conceptual character of. 
39 does not like it when I talk funny. Whatever. In the orgy room, back in Depravity Castle, you can dress up in whatever you like, you sick little pervert me. Dog, cat, walrus, got it in the many, 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 many wardrobes in the orgy pit room. Fantasies are welcome there. Bug nets are welcome here. Sheesh. Since Siley Myris took over as entertainment director, propaganda has been going pretty good. There are a good 12 pieces we play on repeat to inspire everyone to believe in me and go to war and to hate your neighbor and to not trust the pedos and that the eastern sea salt dogs are going to pay dearly for their attack on Sun City. I really like the broadcast where Siley has a local baker in to discuss how to knead the dough properly. I said, wow, that is really helpful. Brains will boil. Skulls will explode. 39 set sail some days ago back to Stan Stanstonople where she didn't take the kid, but she is not here. Where here is, is Gem Lake City, deep in the Spot Patch Mountains. And by deep, I mean we are at its slope. I have not been here since the last time I was here, which I told Stervener to look up, but I did not write it down. So I told him to find someone who did, and he did, and it was on Spottober 19th, 1992. Happy anniversary! We passed beggars on the side of the road as we came by, and they were literally dying in front of me from poverty. Some could not watch, but I watched death all the time, so it was no big deal to me. Plus, they don't pay taxes, so who needs them, right? When I wake up and the work begins, it starts small because I am tired. Then it intensifies until I retire. Work hard, everyone. Seventeen says she thinks it is okay. Seventeen was born in Gem Lake City and lived here until her dad gave her to me, and I made him mining boss. That was when I made her a wife, however many years ago it was. Probably in 1992, the last time I was here. It is all coming back to me now like it is not just totally made up on the spot. I mean, I have notes, but notes can be revised and history is only notes. Actions only happen once and are gone. The present is the only thing we live in. But... However, though, Seventeen is the daughter of Egmasumund, 
the mining director who is a pretty cruel person. Good man. His daughter grew up to be pretty nasty too, with really large breasts. Super big paps. What is funny about that is her mother is dead. She wanted to stay in her old room in her ancestral home of the Strudel family line, but I told her, as the representative queen, you must stay with me and try to look nice, okay? So, she must abide with me in Castle Mountain Tackle. Her deet box journey was not as good as mine, and she is still a pretty bad drunk with bad breath all the time. I just checked mine. Yuck. Time to brush. Western Warden, Monovan Ditchell, lives in Castle Mountain Tackle, and he has an impressive spider collection. He showed me. The little critters have hairy legs. My hair is actually a wig because I am balding. It is a thing. I have an excellent wig maker and I have a wig collection that no one can rival ever period the end. The slave girl, Nagala, pulls the wig cart behind my traveling wardrobe. Such a great wig collection. I am done writing about it. At least 36 wigs, though. Nagala has big paps, but not as big as Seventeen. Seventeen cried because I call her Seventeen, but the slave girl by name. But Seventeen always cries. The mines get more and more of lots of precious heavy metal. It is like the old gods and myself god bestowed upon those mountains these. Various heavy metals can be found for us to mine out. We need them for armor and weapons because killing is pretty much all we do. The reason for life is for killing the people who live other places so you can exploit their people and gain wealth from their goods and set up international trading and tax those who dare use your ports and canals, which are used. But let us not get ahead of ourselves here or, as they say in olden times, get your boot out of your mouth before you eat leather. Okay, but realistically, I don't say that every morning, but a lot of days I do. Eggmonster has an iron foothold on the mines. Seventeen said, Good pun there, husbando. She calls me husbando. I remember I do not like it, so I told her to call me divine ruler husband, or else she would not get the raspberry tart. That shut her up. Also, she was drunk and passed out. She likes tarts too. Though, we started mining in the mines of Spot Patch Mountains in the year 9, or something. The explorer, Bim Digger, found the mines and became rich and exploited workers in the mines. He would ride his stallion all over the land 
and go to slave markets and buy, buy, buy. Then he would force them to mine in the inhumane fashions of such. And they were dressed pretty poorly. Also, legend has it, the mines were already dug by the ancient Psalms, so he is probably a lying sack of crap. Ghost Aaron Anthony II said I was a worthless pile of crap before I left, and after we got here, because the jerk of a ghost follows me around now and insults my masculinity. That enrages me, and I have to murder. So, it is not my fault. He is the shit sucker. The mining conditions have not really changed in pretty much 1983 years, or whatever. Apparently, 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 everyone wants infrastructure, so we will go on in and see what we can change to optimize efficiency. I have seen drawings of them. They were dressed horribly. Also, the artist was pretty bad, so I cannot be certain. Not everyone draws as good as the incredible Aaron Anthony draws on Instagram. My producer told me to get a Wacom tablet, and I told him my masturbation scroll is kept in the chest by the wardrobe. It is detailed and extensive and will be included in full next episode. I hear some of the mine guards are falling in love with slaves and then they run away and have joined the underground network. They alternatively communicate in the mines. Conspiracies they speak of and emancipations. My presence in the mine will show the conspirators who is the boss of all bosses and that they are scum of dung, barely even usable for fertilizer. Seventeen keeps talking about some cunt slave who escaped and then I stopped listening because I do that sorts of things. 33 is bulimic, or do I say has bulimia? Stervener said, I speak gloriously all the time. What a suck up, but he is very accurately. This mountain range goes up north into the land of snow all the time. We believe the ice up there connects us to the land of the far east of Aiton. Lizard 12 likes her cave, or so I told her before we left her there. And then I told her again as we visited her on our way here. I made sure that her lady parts still work the same. It was not as weird as I thought it would be, but I did close my eyes. I think Derek is jealous. I went ahead and lost that Spank Bank journal. And when I say I lost it, I mean I threw it in the fire. Trust me, you will thank me later. It was extensive, real thick, and long. And now we return to the Dark Diaries of Aaron Anthony the Seventh. Spottober 30th, 1997. 
diary. Autumn has turned the leaves yellow and orange, and it does look as if I will be staying the winter up here. I might work on inventing skiing since I am at the mountains, but I will probably hire someone to do it. Ryan Julison. Him. My lake week was great. Seventeen threw up the first day, but after she slept for a good 45 hours. She still hated it. She hates boats and kept saying, Why can't you just let me go spend time with my friends? Oh yeah, because you had most of them killed. I laugh at her jokes sometimes. So much death. What can a single divine dictator king do about it? More, I suppose. Seventeen said some woman she hates should be considered a threat. That is unlikely, but also very likely. Everyone is trying to kill me nowadays. And my last food taster died of poison about seven days ago. So... I hired a new one, Ryan Julison. I hope he doesn't die before he invents skiing. He probably will though, the little guy. 39 writes that we shall be ready to set sail for war in the spring of 1998 and we have reached our goal of 666 ships. But since we have more sea captains than we do ships, we are just going to keep making boats because it is super simple and not complicated at all. The draft has been going great and the magic mirrors have helped. The people are eating it up like soup and are going at each other's throats about why we should go to war. Or at least that is what I bet. Chicken corn chowder soup. Propaganda has increased. No, wait, it has stayed the same. Propaganda has. Siley Myris does a great job on her broadcasts, and the other people also use it to influence the thoughts of our civilians. Fantastic. Hate, mistrust, chaos, and for somehow, war too. A dictator king with 41 wives could get so lucky. Siley Myris told me we should keep an eye out for the swine, and I told her I did just that in Sun City. War champion and justice upon pedo scum champion. The mystery team sent to investigate the bombing has all been mysteriously disemboweled. The mysteries keep piling up, do not they? I mostly only watch the mirrors late, late at night when it is time for naughty time. I don't like watching myself on the mirrors most of the time, but I still do a speech about four times a week. I say things like, If we look back over this entire period and let everything pass before our eyes, one thing will become obvious to us. We are facing the same opponents who we always have had before us, nothing has been changed. The mines are bad. They are poorly lit and not very well ventilated. Some suffocate, others get squished. Monovan Ditchell said the mines are so bad, many slaves would rather die than work in them. I said, perhaps they should die then and decrease the surplus population. Seventeen burped and said, 
Thanks for that one, Chuck. I ignored that part, but I remembered it, so I rolled it down. Law number 311. Come original. Eggmonstermund, the mine master, is under a lot of pressure to upgrade the mine and mining equipment so less people die. But that costs currencies, and I have gotten rich from being stingy and exploitation, he said. I toasted to that, and then Monovan Ditchell said that if we did the upgrades presented for the Mining for a Better Slave Community project, efficiency would increase and would mine more stuff, which I also toasted to. Our things should be nice. I said, wow, there sure are a lot of things to talk about, huh? When Seventeen threw up several times in my y'all, Sloan, it got in her hair. After we were done sailing, I caught her with some man in the bedchamber, so I killed the man and told her not to do that at least twelve more times. I like killing her ex-boyfriends, but I like it better after I watch them from the wardrobe. Half the times, she is in on it. The other half, she is not. That is how halfses work. I nearly forgot Stervener was here, so I told him to do something useful, and he said he had made mine upgrade plans for a better mine. I told him that I would take credit, and he said I was very smart and always brave. Which is true. G.R. Binding has written, but his handwriting is so bad, I cannot even read it. Practice your penmanship, sir. He sounds really dumb on the mirror, so I haven't even listened. So, I hope things are good over there. Dear Diary again, Sometimes I am anxious, but don't tell anyone, okay? What else happened recently? I had an archery day for a good three hours. I got letters I didn't read because Stuart G.R. Binding has poor penmanship, which I just wrote about. When scribes talk to me, I think about being victorious over the Elbotonian Army and Navy. No Air Force, though. We have not taken flight. Yet. Yet, maybe we could get a Coast Guard. That will teach them. Teach them things like they teach you in the Coast Guard, like aerial rescue. Oh, crap. We don't have flight. I guess no Coast Guard. Yet. Monovan Ditchell showed me his spider collection. He has 45. Some are including... Stromatopolemia calacatum, Acarnathosacria genicolatala, Chromotolopoloma sinaiopubosilisimens, Thuraposalia stramini, Paternicrilios marinias. Yeah, those, those spiders. Seventeen said she was scared of the spiders, and I told her thirty-nine wasn't, and she yelled, How many times do I have to tell you I am not thirty-nine? To which I responded with, Yeah, obviously. Then she cried and ran away. I think Mercury is in retro Gatorade again. I hope she goes and has intimate lust time with an ex so I can smash his face from behind the wardrobe. 
She has a lot of exes because she has big paps and her dad is rich. And we are all pretty horny over here in this universe. Her dad, Eggletib, heard about what I did to the pedos and I hear secrets he sent away his really young whores. You know, the 12 year olds and whatnot. 17 said that was not funny and I told her I know. Then she said, okay, it's just like you write it down so it's supposed to be funny, but then turn around and say it's not a joke. Those are the things that are going to piss people off. And I told her, I know, again, and that she should go talk to the mountain trolls. And she said, maybe she would. And I said, fine. And she said, great. In another week's time, I will go into the mines with Monovan Digital and Eggmonster, and we shall go on suggested improvements tour. I will let them do things, I suppose. I will have to trust their judgment. I am not a mining expert like I am in therapy and water. Man, I sure have a lot of time to write in my diary, huh? Law number 88. Don't work with theater people who claim to be the king. There is only one king in town, you mad slanderous cunts. Chris, the coffin maker, wrote to tell me about how Hillary started ISIS and I told him to get back to work and leave me alone. I don't know what he is talking about, but I am sure he will be reinstated soon. The beet farmer has gout. Sucked for him. I told him that his beets were gross too and his kids smelt bad. He cried and 17 was off somewhere else and 39 was training her Stan Stan Snobians how to be good dark army members. She calls her squad the Bye Byes. They march to the beating of a drum. The drum is played by some kid whose dad is an alcoholic and beat him until the dad died in the northern battle of dread. His mom froze to death in the frozen equinox. I wonder if I will ever have a kid one day. Reports are that Lizard 1241 has now eaten a few goats. That precocious little scamp. Derek is still mad at me because he has a crush on Lizard 1241 and I did my marital duty last time we saw her in the cave. He said, Papa, you knew I had the crush on her, but you smashed anyway. And I said, Derek, she is a wife and you are a pet. I do not really know what else to say in this manner. 26 won the Aeronopolis Tennis Open, but she did not feel like talking about it because she is a quiet person who excels at tennis. It will be surprising if she starts speaking up in episode 9. The crabs of Gem Lake City are a high mediocre at best. The whores are pretty good though. Seventeen and Egg Mustard, her greedy dad, think that the League of Escaped Slaves called Spasm, slaves plotting against Z-Mines, are going to do something disastrous. I told them they are crazy and they said, but your eminence, then I hit him and told Seventeen to go find some ex of hers to screw so I could kill him. And she said, okay, her dad could be written off for all I care. Seventeen just cries and cries and cries. 
and then cries. When we get into the mines, I will do my echo voice again. You know, it's just, there's a lot to complain about in this episode. You should do so in the comments below. You know who I have no complaints about? These people. Hey there, internet browser or podcast listener. Have you heard of Bodalia Art at Studio Tart? Well, now you have. It's your home for clothing apparel, prints, and accessories. Designed for tabletop RPGers and geeks and nerds alike. We're owned and operated since 2020, with plus sizes available. Go to studiotart.com. That's S-T-U-D-I-O-T-A-R-T.com to find such great items like Alien Femme Tank Top, Black Hole Sun Masculine T-Shirt, Chaos Cat Femme Tank Top, Golden Masculine T-Shirt, Love Hurts Masculine Tank Top, Shaking Hands Femme Tank Top, Wicked Masculine Tank Top, Alien in Black Pullover Hoodie, Please Lining with Pockets, Alien Pastel Pullover Hoodie, Please Lining with Pockets, All Over Print Prop Tee, Autumn Print, Autumn Stainless Steel Travel Mug, Salt and Bone Sleepless Tank Top Tee, Salt and Bone Sleepless Tank Top, Salt and Bone T-Shirt, Salt and Bone Critical Poster, Surf of the Golden Goddess Print, Space Down Muscle Tank Top, Sparkle Magic Leggings, Sparkle Tank Top, Stone Primal Sigil T-Shirt Dress, Strange Happenings T-Shirt, Trans Poppy's Kiss Cut Stickers, Trans Poppy's Stainless Steel Travel Mug. Use the promo code Dark Diaries. That's all lowercase and one word for a 20% off discount. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. International orders available. Visit Studio Tart today. You should see me in the leggings that I got from them. I look almost as good as Aaron Anthony VII. And now, we return to the madness of the incredible dictator of all. Not as good as 39, though. I imagine she is hot as hell. Not members 20th, 1997. Dear Diary, So, I got a new fiancé. Her name is 42, but her actual name is Helen. Boy, have her and I been through a lot together in the past days. And boy, the sex. It was essential for our bodies to stay warm, so we had to huddle together naked and have lots of sex too. You see, we were trapped in a cave. It was her and I alone down there for 10 days. And now she is my fiance. It all happened when I went into the mines with Monovan Ditchell and Eggbeater for the upgrade mine tour. When I did my echo, I was responded with a surprise attack from around the corner. The attack landed us into a minecart where an immensely intense battle for life and death begun between the leader of Spasm and myself. That leader, who is also my new fiancé, 42. The minecart fight was so epic, no diary can do it justices. You would need a budget of at least 500 million currencies. That is how epic it was. Better get that Patreon. You know, when people actually start listening... To this, tell your friends. Then we crashed, and into the crash we went, and down came the mountain, trapping us in the cave. There we fought so hard until fighting turned into lust, and we engaged in the hottest lovemaking ever on recorded, ever. Hundreds died, other hundreds are gravely injured, other hundreds of thousands were not even there. Her and I were in the cave together and our glowstones were still glowing and at first we fought, but as we hurt each other, we looked into the eyes and then BAM! 
Love at first stopping of the fighting. It took them ten years to get the rubble out of the way to save us, though it was really ten days. But gosh, did it feel like ten years down there. But that is how hard our bond is now, forty-two and I, as we survived the hypothetical ten years down there, having lots of cave sex. Forty-two is the leader of Spasm. And she was trying to destroy the mines and kill me. As we talked for ten days in between sexing, she told me all of her struggles as a well-to-do lady who was stripped of her title and made a cave slave turned rebellion leader. I told her all of my troubles of being the incredible divine dictator king Aaron Anthony the Seventh. Ruler of everyone alive ever and for always and for always and always. When I took Seventeen to wife, Seventeen had Forty-two arrested and enslaved because Seventeen was jealous of her and whatnot. I did not even notice. When Seventeen saw Forty-two and me holding hands, she said. Oh me, you juggler! You canker blossom! You thief of love! What have you come by the night and stolen my love's heart from him? Then they fought, and Seventeen died because Forty-two killed her, and the Mad Crown was thrown away. So now I have a new dead wife and a new fiance. So I guess they even out, huh? Okay, forty-two says she doesn't think thirty-nine is going to like her, and I told her that is just crazy because she is my new favorite, and I do not care what thirty-nine thinks or Stervener or even Trevin Tolentin for that matter. He doesn't even know anything. We are planning the most extravagant wedding to happen on a boat in the sea, so we will see you there. Oh man, that was a good one. Seventeen's dad, Eggmather, died in the mine collapse, but Monavin Digil survived miraculously. Probably was the whole fleeing thing when Spasm attacked, the attack that led to cave sex and engagement. I said, if we make this out of here alive, I want you as my forty-second wife, and she said that was better than she had hoped for. I made local broadcaster Dusty Fling. Announced the engagement before I told thirty-nine. I also made Stervener or some other person spread the ashes of seventeen in Jim Lake because she was a wife. Her dead body, well, it caught on fire real quick because of her blood alcohol level content. It was so high. It is a miracle she did not die from that. Stervener said, "That was probably though why she died. Honestly, girl had the problem, and that problem is deadly. Reality hits hard, man. Addiction is a real thing, and it affects us all. That last part is not a joke, but." He would want me to make it a joke, so here's to you, buddy. Stervener is working on turning her dad's ashes into a curse, and I hope I don't forget about that. Forty-two sure has a lot to say about the deplorable conditions in the mine, and I 
care about that now. So I told her after we were done doing the pretzel dip and I went on her waist that after we are married, we would reform the slave laws. She then said if she could get me off in less than a minute, we would start slave reforms before the wedding. We are starting slave reforms before the wedding because the author always has to make it about sex. Seventeen's family was her family's rival, and now Seventeen's family is dead, so 42 is the new 17 here. But 42's dad is 187, so 42 is the mining director and my latest to-be wife. Thanks to the mirrors, she can do this job remotely, so it is totally fine. That is why you hire managers. We hired Bernardo to be the manager this time. Good old Bernardo. He comes from Sun City and his Sun City accent is so thick. My accent is worldly and incredibly appealing. 42 has hated me all her life, but being in a cave world, having traumatic cave sex changes a person. It is a good thing the cavern had a well that wasn't poisonous and there was a guy in my minecart when we got in. So we ate him because he died. I saved the eyes in case I ever saw Derek again, and he was so excited that he forgot about how mad he was at me about banging his crush. These things happen and are totally plausible. Have I gone through a traumatic experience? Oh yeah. Am I changed again? Not really. I will just be nicer, I guess, to the slaves and actually get them some better circumstances or whatever. I kind of just said, okay, a lot. 42 has assembled a team with Monovan Ditchell. We call it Project Oh Shucks, My Overall Well-Being, or O-S-M-O-W-B for shortcuts. I nicknamed it Shambi. I sent a broadcast to the nation that I am alright and announced there was going to be some changes. I don't know if I should tell 39 I remember 42's name. Minds do that to a dictator king. Looks like Aaron Anthony has had a real change of heart. Again. And a change of wives, too. Again. This guy goes through wives like I go through underwear. Only mine is less shitty. Only slightly. And now, one more entry from Aaron Anthony VII, complete ruler of all. Not members 29, 1997. Dear Diary, 39 loves 42, which is distant love because we communicated on the magic mirror and 39 said she loved her hair and how organized she is with spasm. 39 said, oh, you got spunk, cute. 42 said, she's kind of a bitch, huh? Monovan Ditchell's castle, Mountain Tackle, is impressive and is up in the mountains and 42 and I had a long discussion about how often to kill a slave. She thinks it should be less. 39 will not like that. 
On the morrow, we will do the broadcast press down and tell the people of the new changes. All slaves who convert to the church of Aaron Anthony VII will be paid a minimum of 2.13 an hour, which we will tax that. Oh yeah, so they pretty much make less. Heck yeah, right? If you are cute enough, you can work in places that get tips. But my culture is pretty stingy, and we have like two restaurants and three cafes, but about 58 taverns and about 19 inns and nine bakeries. And a new candy shop called Blankyton Candy Shop or whatever. Also, too, and because though, we do have the demon flame of forgery of evil. That thing is insane. You have to wear a plus 50 necromantic cloak to be in there. I like my Killsbury necromantic cloak the best. Though, to be honest, the demons never really got to me. Number Befriend Your Demons. 39 said it is hashtag, and I told her I do not know what the hashtag is. On the other track of things, I asked Stervener why we should keep him as a main character, and he did magic, so that made me happy. So now he sticks around. Stervener then said the enemy knows how he has been compromised and has shut down communications with him, which is why we got attacked in Sun City without warning. How is it that 39 knew, but he did not? He really stinks as a spy anyway. Now... After all the hard work he has been doing, he goes and does a thing like that and totally ruins it and has to work even harder to find a spot in my court. Good thing though, 42 taught me an old song. Far below the spot patch mountains go we mine for gold and other precious heavy metals with really big shovels and pickaxes too and pickaxes too Then we discussed the types of fish in Gem Lake. Cutthroat trout, others, no dolphins though. We have reached out to marine biologist Master Slave and set him up with the Navy Admiral and they are tacticianing out dolphin approaches. I asked him if he has been having any problems with pigs or turkeys, and he said, personally, no, but he has been noticing them gathering. I said this was concerning, and I wrote it in my mystery journal. Dear Mystery Journal, the animals have been acting strange, and I think they might be conspiring. 39 thinks having more wives is whatever and laughs about any bitch who tries to cross her. I am sure it is fine. 42 smiled and said, Can't wait to meet your grace. I think she was pretending, but I would obviously know if a woman was lying to me. 
Eyes like a hawk and ears of an average 43-year-old man. Twelve years ago. You know what? Forget about twelve years ago. Start living in the now, divine dictator king. While the winter dumps its powder upon the Spot Patch Mountains, I will attempt to try and get 42 pregnant. That way, he can have a healthy relationship with his brother. We will call him Aaron the Third. But 42 insists on the moon tea pill. She says no kids for her. Then I told her she was missing out on the magic of fertilization. She said she would be bad at war with a kid. And I told her that is what demon midwives are for. Then she said she wanted one who wasn't a demon lady. Rude. Demons are people too, guys. Missy Pissy didn't say anything. Ever. Well, ever after she was possessed. From age 7 to 10, I was in the wilderness alone with a battle hammer becoming a man. It worked really good. On to more important information. Jack, the barrel man, lent Bill the Acceptor 14 units of goods on the moon seven leagues past the solstice. When we announced new payment options for church-converted slaves, I bet slaves will start converting. Benevolent fear love all over this land. I can feel it. Crawls on me and crawls on you like a spider. When the party of travelers came through, they stopped and paid homage. They told me in Sun City they sing war songs and people in the street preach on my greatness and the doom of the Elbotonians. I said, really? That is pretty nifty. This confirms that my broadcasts are working. When I told them soon I would be paying slaves, they said they were all shocked to the bone. I do not know if I want to do my addressing the nation on this by rhythm song or just pontificating. The old me would be hammered drunk right now, but I am only a one tonic a day guy now. It is a multi-tonic with zinc. Illustrator, animator, and cover artist is Chris Coffin. Sound engineer, musician, portrait artist, and handsome narrator is Casey Jackson. Writer, editor, sketch artist, director, and voice of Aaron Anthony VII is Scott Miller. This episode is dedicated to the loving memory of Jeremy Hedrick. And I know what he would say if he were here. Subscribe to the show! Come on, don't be a bitch. Not appearing next time on The Dark Diaries of Aaron Anthony VII. John? I tried to stop him, but he just walked right in. What are you talking about? Hello, son. I didn't know we were harboring criminals now. Oh, I see you haven't changed. 
I'll go check on the lasagna. What are you doing here, Angus? Can't you call me dad? You lost that title when you lost the ability to tell me the truth. I can help you, John. Help by getting the hell out of my face. I see, I see. You know, your mother was on board too, John. Don't you say another word about mom or i Do what, John? Call the cop. Get the fuck out of my house. I'll be seeing you soon, son. I'll be seeing you soon. That's Murphy's Law. The Dark Diaries of Aaron Anthony VII is a production of the Hive Mind Collective, SLC. If you or someone you know is suffering from addiction, please know this is not a fight you need to battle alone. To find rehabilitation help near you, please call the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration at 1-800-662-4357.